Oh boy. You're on the air, by the way. <sighs> well, you're here. Hey! Yeah, they're copyright hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Waddy. Hey, Brad. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Billy. Yeah, we showed up. I don't know why. But we're here, and we're Zooming. Yeah, we have... This is uh, password protected, so... Hey, what the heck is happening here? Oh, in the live control room, I can actually see the chat right in front of me. Who the hell knew that was going to happen? <laughs> uh, excellent. Yes. Oh, I, I know exactly how to fix this problem. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah. This is how we fix this, guys. Uh, we, we just do a little of this, a little of that, and we disconnect Brian. I have Corona. Hey oh, guys. I hear my own voice. Can you hear... Here we go. Can you hear uh, the gang, guys? I hear myself, though. That's your own fault. I don't know what to do about that. What? Yeah. It's hot. I hear myself every show. Weirdo. Okay. Yeah, there's an mm. echo. There's an, there's an echo in the... In the say something. In the Zoom. Oh wait, I don't hear it now. What time are that? Yeah, what? Brian. Brian is quiet. Yeah, that's because he won't use his mic. I'm using my mic. Yeah, what do you but want? not like a normal human being. He keeps it on the floor, and then he just hopes that people will hear him. Yeah, I actually keep it in my crotch. That's down there. Crotch rocket. Turn Brian up some. He refuses to. I can't turn Brian up. He's on. There's no way to turn him up. I'm like this far from my mic. Mm -hmm. You sound like you're not on the show. Boom. See how see see the placement of Brian. Uh, look at the placement of Mark's mic and my mic, and then look at the placement of your mic, and tell us if it's one of these things is doing its own thing. Yeah. So it is literally I can touch my lip and touch the mic. Lip sync <laughs> is off. It's. Well, it's going through OBS, so that's probably part of it. Oh, no. All right. Oh, so that means my we're not going to match up? Well, eh, we'll figure it out. I mean, we're not going to match up. Like, we're showing stuff that, like, there's a huge delay going. Mm, let's see. Are we replaying stuff? Or am I? Oh, I, there we go. I somehow backed up there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking on Zoom, and it's not even in sync. Interesting. It's only, like, a quarter of a second off on YouTube. It's not too not too bad. I mean... Old school days it used to be like a two seconds off or something. We should we should interview a John Jacobson pu puppet. Mm. <laughs> How would we do that? The great we have great ideas. <laughs> there is a oh delay you can. Uh, it's negligible. <laughs> Fight me! Oh, I didn't know that. When you pop the chat out, a little ninja says, "Nothing to see here. We popped out." It's the first time I've seen that. So cool, man. It's wild. So, hey, guys. All right, well, I'm going to read the chat to see. I need to scream my conspiracy theories. It's the deep deep state, you know, running the uh, the Zoom cartel. <laughs> Boom. Bang to the beat of the drum. Pac-Man fever actually was the first version of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to thank everybody for being in the chat tonight. Um, this is a show about nothing. The sequel to Seinfeld. Yeah. Bid, bid 10 for the Pac-Man shirts is Billy7. There we go. Oh, we could do an auction. What could we sell? I actually did order a couple of these shirts yesterday. By the way, uh, chatters, you'll be the first to know, these Pac-Man Plus uh, bezel stickers, originally 
printed on paper um, and, you know, very blurry because they're crappy printing. Uh, I've scanned these and vectorized them and I'm having them printed as we speak. Uh, they'll be on plastic and they'll be glossy. Um, and I'll be selling them to start with for $7 a pair. So you get two, because my, my machine, here, I'll, I'll do a little show and tell here. Okay, yeah. Uh-oh. So I got this uh, Pac-Man Plus. Uh, can you see that? I see a box with your address on it. <laughs> it's not my address, it's somebody else's. Oh. Okay, it's upside this, down, so I couldn't tell. Charleston, South Carolina. Ah. Yeah. I'm sending all my garbage there. <laughs> it's funny because Wait. it says Pac-Man Plus, and then it says Cocktail Table. Well, maybe it's uh, it's got the that one pin shorted so that it can be on a cocktail table. Well, I think it it is for a cocktail table because there's no marquee. Mm. Mm. Oh, shit. Anyway, it comes with some cool s- stuff. Yeah, that's cool, man. It comes with oh. this manual for upright cocktail table and mini models. Hmm. It comes with this sticker. And actually, um, mine came with two stickers. One was folded up inside. And then, and that may be because it was a cocktail, because you want to slide one under each side of the cocktail. Smart. And then uh, it comes with a set of new ROMs. So... That's kind of cool. Um, my favorite character from Tron. Ram? Oh, that was Ram. Sorry. Ram. Yeah, he was a sexy mother. Oh, and then it comes with the actual... Um, this is cool, too. Uh, I didn't know this, but the daughter board with the relevant yes. code is encased in like a polymer. That's right. You know, it's pretty cool I have for copy protection. I'll show you what it looks like after it's been dangling for 35 years. And then it comes with a mounting bracket. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's just like the standard daughter board mounting bracket. And it came with mounting hardware. So everything you need to do a Pac-Man plus cocktail conversion. Wow. That always confused me. I was like, what is wrong with this game? But these stickers were meant to cover up, uh, I think some of the pac-man details on the bezel or just put it above it you oh know? yeah totally it looks like the window on the glass bezel so uh anyway i'm gonna sell these i think i'm gonna do a pre-orders on i don't know where should i start arcade collectors worldwide midwest um probably just a couple places and i'm just gonna sell them for i think eight bucks for a pair seven seven eight bucks for a pair shipped and then after that they'll be like after the initial pre-orders of like 30 i'll do uh 5.95 shipped per sticker cool. so just put it on ebay and just have a you know a quantity and then have people go store. buy it that way yeah yeah and i did i just pulled the trigger on it because i i figured somebody will want some and i'll just have i have them in stock so. did you see porn in the reflection of my glasses no, no. okay good should i no what no huh. of course not <laughs> So I I always ask that. <laughs> I basically made him for Billy Seven, I think. Stickers, but he is so excited. Yeah, and I, you know, I, uh, we'll we'll have to get together and check out that new Pac Man Plus that he bought, and talk about. We're gonna have a little discussion about restoration tonight, right, Brian? I think we are. 
And I don't know, did we fill out what's in the juke tonight, Mark? We did. It's all filled out if you want to do it. Oh, my gosh. We check might actually that. have a show. I'll have to check <laughs> that out. Hey, uh, a little follow-up from last week. If you haven't already, go to grinkers.com slash signup.aspx. And for every $45, you get to adopt a game. And as long as we're doing the ads for the show, I'm going to jump in and say we are still sponsoring Old School Gamer Magazine, if I can ever say that correctly. Again, he sent me a ton of the old magazines. I've been going through them. They're pretty sweet. Um, I, I think uh, I'm going to volunteer to write for it at some point. Uh, I was a uh, English major in college. Um, so was I. So. I English major and uh, biology major. Cool. Yeah. There's my, I think they were called mind communications. But my the dean of the biology department. Ah, did I say that weird? The dean of the biology department said. Hey, what kind of degree do you want? And I'm like, what are my choices? He he said you can get a BA or a BS, and I'm like, yeah, why would I want a BA? I'm gonna go BS. <laughs> I actually got a BA in biology. Oh wow! It turns out you could ask for the other, but I mean, what's the difference? Nobody's ever asked to look at it, so who cares? Can we see your degree? I'm like, huh. Here we can have a we can have another game. Uh oh. I told John Jamshid to join us because, by the way, Brian is going to be gone next week. Everybody. Nice. Um, what's that? An, uh, Guess wait. the board. Elevator action. Nope. Um, is it a is it a um, Taito board? It's an MCR. It okay. Oh. Taito. Can you see it? Yeah, I see it. So it's uh, Jungle Hunt. Nope. King. Am I close? <laughs> Let's get if we see can get up to the number there. Uh, no, <laughs> it is a Taito. I'd never heard of this. Oh, then oh. Uh, Bubble Bobble. Nope. Bubble. Kicks? No. <laughs> Close. In the it is an exterminator board. It is not Yoeti. Oh. It is not elevator action. I just said that. I, well, the, it's this... probably the delay. I think I'm gonna yeah. have a. I'm gonna start banning people who use the word exterminator on the show. Mm. It's not. Yes, I'm out. <laughs> yes. Ne- next week you are out. That's it. Exterminator two. Brian, you're it. off the show next week. I'm just telling you right now. It's not strategy X, nor is it electric yo-yo. Yeah, electric yo-yo. <laughs> you know what? This isn't even a 40. It's a 32. I... Ripped off. <laughs> it is. Have you guys ever heard of the Taito game called Kickstart? Taito. By the way, it's pronounced... Taito. Taito. I live in Murica. It's Taito. Murica. I call it Taito also. That's the way I grew up saying it. Taito. Taito. It's a motorcycle racing game from Taito. So I, well, you I know, never heard of it. Jen May calls Cosmic Chasm Cosmic Chasm. Well, I had a teacher, I had a humanities teacher in high school that called Labyrinth the Labyrinth and well, Persephone Fursophone. I was uh, that's you had a professor. Hard. You had somebody like was teaching other people. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake! She was the humanities teacher. Huh. The human tees. The human ties. That was supposed to be her thing. She's the human ties teacher. Potato. They replaced the, de- the dean of the English department with a, uh, because he was always drunk, with a um, another guy who taught <laughs> Spanish. That was my last class I ever took. That was the worst Spanish class I've probably ever, even like. You mean English class? No, he taught Spanish. It's, but he, I don't get introductory it. Spanish, and he was the English dean. Oh, why? No, the the story about the uh, the drunk uh, d- dean of English. I, I don't remember which. I think it was contemporary poetry, something like that. But then every once in a while, he would come in. He'd be really drunk, 
Yeah. And he was like, you know, this Englishman in this jacket suit. Yo hablo like, espanol. This is the first guy that not the not the other guy with the Spanish, but the first guy that got fired. He said uh, he came in one day and he was like, um, I understand that there's a lot of this uh, purchasing of of papers. I I don't allow it. It's not good. And if I, I I'll be able to tell if you if you do that. So don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like repeated the same thing like three times, and then we're you know, and then of course right as soon as I left, I figured out how to go and buy a paper, <laughs> and so, and he did not. He come on, what is he gonna do? Come on, come on, son. I found some place that would fax it. You, you gave him like twenty <laughs> bucks, and then they faxed it, and then I did not change anything. I just put my name on the top. Bam. Sorry, man. Dr. Whatever your name was. We've we've lost like three people already. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, we can start the show. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Hello. Hello, and thanks for joining us. How's my audio, by the way? Is it good? Hello? Yeah. Oh, this is season... What What season is this? Four? Still? Are we in season four still? Still. The season that never ends. It's the season that never ends. <laughs> Episode 29 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, July 16th, 2020. The time is now approximately 7.33 p.m. Central, one of the latest start times for the show this season. I am your host, Adam Skywalker. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark. Why did your mother, what did your mother ever see in him, Shields? I don't know, this is good. We're going to do Back to the Future quotes for now. I like this. Uh, so i got to reread that line because this is just terrible. Okay, I, I'm your host, Adam Skywalker. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mark. What did your mother ever see in him anyway? Shields and Paradise Arcade Chat proprietor and future NFL linebacker Brian Thurston Howell Armitage of the Third. And joining us tonight, uh, stupid Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, tonight is going to be some debauchery with the three of us, and we have lots to talk about, uh, including uh, things like uh, what we've been working on. I- I've already blabbed for like 20 minutes, so let's, Mark, why don't you give it up? What you doing? see okay so on facebook they occasionally have these things where they take a movie and chop it up into little segments and then they find volunteers and then everybody films like their version of that segment of the movie Mm -hmm. and so they're doing it for back to the future back and to the future correct and i think they broke it up into 88 segments and i got segment 44 and it's basically 
for it, it starts off like with a second of Marty and George talking to each other by the by the bras hanging, you know, in the backyard. Oh yeah, yeah. So like for one second, I'm gonna have you know that, and then it cuts to uh, Doc Brown hanging up the wire, and then Marty goes into the, the he writes the letter to Doc, and then the cop uh, starts hassling Doc for the uh, DeLorean. So oh, my cool. wife will be the cop. And I will be Doc and Marty. We, we shall see how this is going to go. I did some tests, and I'm going to do it in a... Yes, that's correct. I'm going to do it in the style of uh, the Richard Linklater uh, yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves movie, A Scanner Darkly. Richard Linklater? Lankletter. Yeah, it's going to be pseudo-rotoscoping. Hey, I see. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so got to get it. back not very in time. Wait, do I, I am doing something arcade-related. Let me think. How come no one remembers that sketch from SNL? Which one? Got to get back in time. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? They're all in the elevator. And, like, Marty comes, you know, like, uh, the, the, Marty. <laughs> Michael J. Fox comes to the elevator, and it's like, Kevin Nealon, right, and and he's like trying not to let him know that he knows who he is, and he's like, "Gotta get back in time." That's, that the '90s were weird. I know, but I love that sketch. I love I that sketch almost as much as I love the Chris Farley. Oh, and Patrick! I just Tracy. saw that. It's so good. That documentary. What documentary? There's a Chris Farley documentary. I thought you were about to segue into how you saw it. And it was awesome, but oh no, you can say that. Okay, you saw it was awesome. It What's the name of it? <laughs> the Chris Farley documentary. I think that's probably what it's called. <laughs> Wobbles. Oh, thanks for rejoining us in the Arcadia Sphere, folks who left us briefly to get up beverages and whatnot and hide from their wives. I think that's great that you're here. Um, Brian, uh, do you want to talk about what, what's going on with you? Sure. Why not? I mean, you know, I could. Why don't you hold the mic up for this segment? I'm like... I'm literally leaning within three inches of the mic now. Well, why don't you just you a, hold the mic up to your face? Or do you have a PC or a Mac? Hello. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> that was loud. That was good. <laughs> yep. That's the best you've sounded all night. I'm taking over. That's really loud. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you need a pop filter, though. Yeah. There's a, there's a pop filter built in this. There is not. Yes, I took it apart. That's why you you just said puh, and it made a boom. I took it apart. I've got my pop filter now. It took it apart. See? I'm pop. So you you built one into your own mark, Mike? Mark? I mean, there was a screen in it, so that's what I thought was a pop filter. Oh, no. I can only hear the dude in the top right. A pop filter is is usually something foam that blocks you from doing the puh and and puh and puh. This is a pop filter. See? Pop filter. Yep. So, evidently the dude in the top right is out of sync. Mr. Wobble, that's not uncommon. He's pretty much out of sync. Out of sync? I'm out of sync? What have I been working on? I shipped a cabinet out to Tahoe today for a friend of mine uh, who Mm. actually bought one of these giant MAME cabinets that I had. So that was one thing I did. And what else did I get? Whoa. Adam just like disappeared. And came I just stopped the video. He jumped to the bottom. Oh, <laughs> you know, I think it's really funny that nobody has noticed what Brian's name is. <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, <laughs> I commented hey, on that a while ago. Do you like my pop filter? 
That's good. I like that's good. <laughs> Your U of M pop filter. It's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Okay. Okay. Continue on. Um, aside from that, I actually haven't been doing much in the way of working on games. I've just been working on projects which we'll cover in the product section. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have to like hold this like this. <laughs> this is hilarious. He's like totally covering his face. <laughs> this is a train wreck of a show. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't understand why I'm so quiet this time and every other time I haven't been. I don't know either. I always felt that stars at Atari was engineering. Oh, you're an inventor. Yes, I am. What have you invented? A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of, okay? Patents are patents. Arcade gadgets with... I'm going to blame Adam. So here, we'll put the... Is this better, guys? Blame Canada. Yeah. South Park. So, all right. (laughs) New products. Um, well, we played with this. This worked tonight. So, uh, active cooled P719 board. So, a little fan on the bottom, heat sink. Transistors are all on the end there with the resistors attached to the heat sink. Uh, for the U5000, U2000, 7400, 7500s. So, it actually is working pretty well. We've got to do some testing to see how this compares to the heat. Uh, on the other boards, I have an original one here. But if you remember those neck boards on the 25-inch monitors where they have the little black heat sinks and the traces would always delaminate off the back, that's what this replaces. So that's, that's the aluminum deal? Yeah, so this is an aluminum heat sink that kind of is a larger heat sink to combine uh, cooling of these. We put a little fan down here on the bottom, although I think that's more of a token fan. I'm probably going to make this heat sink twice as tall. Okay. Made with something a little bit bigger. But uh, it is working really well as is. So... Um, one more iteration, and I think these will be ready to go. Awesome. Kind of fun. Cool. We've also done some things where um, all these can go on the same heat sink because uh, we actually switched over. These aren't them, but we've switched over to isolated uh, transistors, which is nice. Another thing so, that a pop filter helps with is when Mark breathes into his microphone with his nose. Mark, stop I don't breathing. breathe, so that's not <laughs> I don't breathe. The other thing I will show as a product, well, two things. One is this guy, which has been very popular in the fighting game community. So for those of you who play fighting games, you'll know what this is. For those of you who don't, this is called a commonly called a hitbox. That's like calling a photocopy a Xerox. Uh, It is a stick for playing on a PlayStation or an Xbox. It's a flat stick. The goal of this was to make something that fit into a laptop bag. So um, we posted this up, and uh, two, three days ago got... About a thousand likes and a couple of retweets, a couple hundred retweets. So it's been really good. And then the other thing that came in. Uh, who's that? Who's that by Brian? Who's this stick by? Yeah, I made that. I made this. Yeah. Paradise Arcade Shop, by the way. Yeah. Yep. So Paradise. So this will be available in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Should be a lot of fun for those of you who want to play console games or play with a fight stick style on an airplane. <laughs> on airplanes. And finally, <laughs> what the hell's going on, Ryan? Well, hey, I had to. No, not you. Is the the other character on the show? Oh, 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 original. So off the wall control panel. Nice. 
The cool thing about this is there are two Wicco spinners on this. Wow. So these are the hard to find Mad Planet spinners. So that's kind of cool. You should reproduce those. Well, uh, somebody is. So what? It's a commodity item. Just do it. Yep. That's you yeah. saw that last week. That's the re- that's the repro. So that's what that's based on. So we'll scan it up and check it out. Um, they they do a commodity for the um, spinners. I mean, they're only used on Mad Planets, Off the Wall, and what's the other? There's there's one other game, and they're like three little oddball games. So it's probably not worth more than one person. To play. Oh, I see. I mean, for all like oh, Aztrak. Aztrak. Yeah. So Aztrak, Off the Wall, and Mad Planets are the only games. Yeah. Oh, there's like just, there's like two people that have an Aztrak. Right. So Jonathan Taylor and Dan Sullivan. Yeah, there's a few others. I don't. Does Dan have one? I don't think so. I'm just naming him because he has every game. Can Brian explain what an airplane is? Why am I explaining what an airplane is? Uh, an aeroplane? Hmm. Yes. Well, an airplane is. It's a. Uh, it's a big flying object that people get into and fly from place to place. I know. Jason has an Aztrak. You know what, Jason? Though I got a speed freak, so bring it. <laughs> oh, RK Jason's in the chat. Hey, good. He good to see you, buddy. Hey, Jason. So, and that's that's it for our products of the week. I mean, I've got some other toys, but we're not done testing, so I'm not going to talk about them. Well, we'll talk about some stuff later, too. We could do that. All right. Over to me. It's to you. It's the Arcade News with Adam Stevens. Oh, that's the news. And so we're here to talk about the NintendoLife.com. This week, Sun Electronics. 1982 Action Arcade release Kangaroo joins... Hamster Arcade Archives collection of the Switch eShop. Here's a description from the official PR. A mama kangaroo must pummel her way through enemy monkeys to save her baby kangaroo. Jump and use ladders to make your way up. Punch enemy monkeys to defeat them and avoid their attacks to reach the baby kangaroo waiting for you. That's, Excellent. Thank you. I, I just did what, that on the fly. What's your best game on Kangaroo? How many levels? <sighs> well, I've only ever played Kangaroo on... Oh, I guess I did play it at Brian's shop once. Uh, otherwise, it was the 5200, and I, I I suck at that game. It's hard. I hate that game. In fact, I didn't know what to do for a while, because those apples screw me up. Right. Punching apples. Punching apples. They should have called the game Punching Apples. Oh, okay. I'm going to make a marquee. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, done. (laughs) Okay, this one's from comicbook.com. Arcade 1-Up reveals price point for Marvel Pinball. Now, this is interesting. We've been talking about the Marvel Pinball. that they've been. It's a virtual pinball machine coming out from Arcade 1-Up, and they finally have intimated the price. And it's going to be between $500 and $600. How about that? Huh. Seems cheap, just like the rest of their company. (laughs) Well, everybody's stuck at home, so they'll probably sell like hotcakes. You know, it's funny. I got a buddy who's got a bunch of those one-ups. Really great guy. And he has, uh, you know, a couple of main machines now that are like full-size arcade, you know, bar top and a full dedicated. And he just built himself a virtual pin using 4K um, TVs and everything. And he's really getting into it with all the solenoid uh, mock-ups that allow you to have like the... The feedback on the flippers and the, you know, the knock when you hit, hit something. But it's got to be grueling to put all those 
those games in a in a table like that, you know, because I know there's a huge community of, you know, software and whatnot that you can put up, but that can't be easy to configure for. Like if I don't play Stranger Things, that's not like Adam's family, right? I don't know. I haven't played it. I, I am interested in it though. I I just it's funny because I can never and I've played a couple of virtual pinball cabinets. I haven't played any of the ones with the solenoid knockers yet, but it just never quite feels real. No, no but what would? What about VR pinball? That would be kind of cool. At least it's 3D. Well, and that's the thing is with these 4K televisions and whatnot, you can hook up a Oculus Rift, but then that kind of like wrecks the whole thing, right? Because you're covering up your eyes, right? So, but if you're like on the pinball field, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have like a lenticular lens, uh, lenticular holographic 3D TV that you know the built-in 3D TV, so you don't need glasses. You just look at it and it does things. What, what if you had uh, VR pinball and then there was like a device that you mm. would, you know, it had obviously the flippers on it, but it would have knockers and stuff built into it so that you felt everything? Well, all this, what doing. All this talk of what? lenticular yeah. and knockers is getting our chatters all worked up. <laughs> so, the, so the virtual machines have knockers in them. Yeah. They, <laughs> knockers. They have, they have knockers on them. <laughs> knockers. For real, some are big knockers, some are little knockers. Real knockers, yeah. I love real knockers. Little like raisin knockers. <laughs> little knockers, big knockers. We could put we could put the Cubert knocker in there. Are you allowed to do this on YouTube? I don't know. But the Cubert knocker has padding. Yeah, we we can't like play music, knocker. but we can we can pretty much talk about whatever else we want to. Sure, <laughs> it's just speech. God. <sighs> oh man, this is the best show ever. The whole first part was about knockers. Oh, now now I'm a little embarrassed because you guys just left me <laughs> hanging there. Well, what? that delay oh, that, that delay will be removed when this becomes a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to like go in there and make sure that that awkward silence sticks. <laughs> are you going to cut out the first time you did the intro and then just have the one intro, or what? What do you? You know, just, sometimes you screw up the intro. That's how yeah. it goes. I, th- I think leave it in. Yeah, why not? Metropolis's huh? balls keep going down the out lane. <laughs> Mine too. That happens when the knockers aren't big enough. <laughs> you know the arcade. You know arcade and car part discussions. They're all like this. You know. No, I, yeah. I, so I, I mean, it's funny because they keep doing things to make the machines feel real. But it's there's something <laughs> about a real pinball machine that that it's just. <laughs> Something you about a real. You can't duplicate it. You can't. It nope. It's just a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ain't nothing better always, than the real thing. It's like you know when the ball jumps up and hits the glass or does something like those <laughs> things never happen. God, that hurts. Virtual pinball, right? You just don't the have that. Physics engine probably doesn't have it figured out. Today. I know, right? But there's something about that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Back in '82. I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with, with Time Runner. <laughs> Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Yeah. Welcome to Back to the Cade. Back to the Cade. Where we will be doing podcast-like readings. <laughs> Today, Arcade Origin Stories, podcast style. Oh, Yes. Oh, are we backing up? Did we, wait, wait, go, go. Are you going back? Story. To... No, tell your story. I forgot something. What happened? No, tell your. Start it. 
Start it? Okay. But we're not not ready anymore. Okay. The largest of the Golden Age arcade game chains was Aladdin's Castle, which had 450 locations at its peak. Founded by Jules Millman. Oh, is he holding up? (laughs) It says Aladdin's Castle. The chain had its origins in a company known as American Amusements, Inc. That sucked. After graduating from the University of Miami, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Millman went for work for Worldwide Distributing. What a great name. A coin-op distributor in Chicago. Instead of the typical dark, dirty coin-op location like Adam's Basement. Mm. However... Melvin created a family-friendly arcade. He installed carpeting, lighting, band smoking, and eating, and sometimes breathing, and hired full-time attendants. (laughs) The chain expanded to around 30 locations by April 1974. Oh, my God. Aladdin's Castle was hanging out in 74? Oh, I see. American (laughs) Amusements was then purchased by Bally, which merged it with Carousel Time, another chain of arcades, which, you know, I have to go look that up. Uh, they changed the name to Aladdin's Castle, allegedly after the Aladdin's Castle Funhouse at Riverview Park, a Chicago amusement park that operated from 1904 to 1967. Whoa. Hey, that's kind of cool. By the end of the year, Aladdin's Castle had 50 locations, and by the end of the next, it had 75 until Namco purchased Aladdin's Castle in 93, merging it with all of their other own, uh, you know, previous purchases, including... Time Out and Spaceport, which we talked about last week. Yes. Sweet, man. Aladdin's Castle history. Jules Millman. I'm, ass- I'm assuming Jules Millman is dead now. They all fade away, just like Jedi Knights. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and then after they fade away, they ask Adam, hey, what's in the juke? They, they do not ask <laughs> me what's, what's in the, the juke. juke. <laughs> Hello and welcome to What's in the Juke, where we play 10 songs from the week of July 16th, 1986 at this point, and you try to guess what the song and artist is. If you're able to guess the song title, you will get a point. Yes. If you guess the artist, you'll also get a point. You guess them both at the same time. If you can't figure it out, find it out. Okay, that's a lot of fighting. Calm down, kids. Uh-oh. I think something broke. Okay. Are there any prizes this week or no? Uh, sure. Should we, should we try it? I don't know. What do you got? Oh, what do you got that, that you want to get rid of? Uh, oh, what, what's that? The uh, Just got some fridge magnets. Is that a... Um, What's the, the, the where you run over the people? Wizard of War. Oh, it's a Wizard of War. Hey, yes, Wizard of War. Okay. So obviously, you don't run over anybody. There's a game that we talk about on this show quite a lot called Mousetrap, and I have yes. two uh, giveaways for that. Uh, okay. And if you are the third place winner, you'll get the dog. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. And if you are the uh, second place winner, you will get the mouse. Nice. And if you are the first place winner, you will not get a Exidy, uh, but you'll get this lovely Galaga ship. These are all made by Mike Page, and you can get them on the Ebays if you look for Mike Page's auctions. 
Um, is, that what is that what we look for on the eBay? Mike Page's auction? Yeah. I, I thought it, I thought it was going to be Exterminator too, Billy. Sorry. Yeah, I don't have any Exterminators, but I could see them coming along sometime soon, if you know what I mean. Cause, you yeah, know, I've got a cockroach running up a wall right now. People keep you get, they love that Exterminator game. Point your finger. Point your finger at me. Yeah. Point your finger. Oh, yeah. Slap my hand. Slap my hand. Hello, let's all do it. Can't you all do it? I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be on the sides. Yeah, I mean. If uh, it's in the middle, it doesn't shoot. It just... Now... Um, I'm going to put in a different uh, song by this one band because I don't have it and I just I don't want to go look for it right now. No problem. Are we talking about song number one? No, song on line 12. Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to put in one that is not as they're like most recognizable but it's a recognizable. Why not? Do it. All right. And uh, yeah, and we, we've had a couple of these on the show before. The show's been on the air. No one is to blame about that stuff, right? So um, I start from the 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 forties now, like, and go backwards instead yeah. of starting at number one. Excellent. Yeah, that, I love that too because if you go and actually, I go to Billboard and if you look at the bottom fifty of the top one hundred, you get some good stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, like Billy Idol entered the charts last week. I think we played White, White Wedding. He entered at like nineteen at number seventy. In 1983, with White Wedding, which crawled all the way up to the top of the charts. Oh, people are already guessing. Howard Jones, a half point to Andy Baldwin. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've changed that song. I, there was no one. Oh. To, no one is to blame was in there, but it's not anymore. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, I still see it in the list. So if you've changed it, I should put it in there so you know what it is. Well, that would help me. Okay. How about? I'm, since I'm keeping the score. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be funny. Someone got it, maybe. Actually, I don't know. About, I don't know. about six months ago, somebody asked me to put that song in there, and it fits into this year. Oh, God. that's I have PTSD from that song. <laughs> You're about to get... Some, oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, my high, <laughs> every morning <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning, driving down to Yale to go swim in summer. Oh. <laughs> That song was on every stupid morning. My my high school was doing a contest where we filled out note cards, and to hear the results, you had to like somewhere in this four hour block, and I heard that freaking song fifteen times in the four hour block. Oh, oh. all right. Well, we have uh, quite the lineup of songs. Let's get started. Uh, I start crying. You know what? <laughs> There's no guests to be embarrassed in front of today, so yeah, no. I like that. You gotta say it louder, though. You gotta say it louder. All right, here comes here comes your first track. Nice. No, you look cool, Finn. Oh, it's it's video. We have to go a little bit further in. Here we go. Oh. Now, flag me for singing along, jackals. I'm a little surly tonight. Mr. Peabody, you've got the artist correct. It is the outfield. It is not your love. That is close. No. But that is not your love. Yes, love is involved. Yes. Yes. There is love in this song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, lots of love. Mega. Mega love. There's, there's Mondo. They use Mondo in the 80s, yeah. <laughs> Lose Your Love Tonight. Nope, that no. is also called Your Love. Not the right song. 
I don't want to lose your love. I don't know. I guess it's a different song. Is that the name of that song? That's a different song, yeah. Yeah. Lots of love. All my love. I'm going to give it to Brad Holman. All right, Brad. He's close. It's all the love in the world. Uh, It's a great song by The Outfield. Here comes your uh, next track. Ready? Yeah, you get a half point for that? Sure. Whatever. Get a quarter point. Quarter point. Okay, here we go. That's it. That's all that's all that I'm giving. Hey, make that girl work for it. Yeah. The Bengals. Ooh, that's close, but not even close. Mad about you. Billy Seven got it. Oh dang Billy. I bet he has a Belinda Carlisle poster hanging in his bedroom. I'm going to have a Deborah Foreman poster hanging. It is Chris Belinda Carlisle that I said out loud. Okay. So that's a half point for a Billy and a half point for Chris. Are you right? Is Chris Mr. Peabody? Yes. A whole point went to those boys. Yeah. Nice. All right. Here comes your next track. I think you should be able to get it from that. That's a good one. You know what? This is a good song. Sort of heyday, right? Uh Uh-oh. I wonder what woman that was. It was not the Bengals. Yeah, Metropolis <laughs> with uh, with Madonna. Yeah, hash, Madonna hashtag. Uh, if you use it that way, it will not get shown anywhere. I just want to let you that, know. I, I have a Metropolis story to t- tell in between each song. Okay. And, and it's 30 seconds long. All right. So Papa Don't Preach is correct. Chris and Metropolis, you get a half point. I mean, Chris, right. Chris is killing it. Somebody point, Metropolis. Point. So Metropolis and I both have a high score save kit in our Galagas. And, and they free, the, it freezes. Like, if you're playing two-player on your cocktail, it'll freeze, and then it sucks, right? And so somebody posted something about guaranteed way to fix your freezing up Galaga. And and do you want to know what the guaranteed way is? You take that out of the game. Take the high score save out. No, you put a 60 and one in. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, tonight's first place prize is a Galaga magnet for your refrigerator. All right? Some bullshit. Yeah, that's some BS right there. I mean, the, the by the way, expect one. your uh, prizes to arrive in six to eight weeks. Yes, okay. Sir. Um, so the next track, what what are we up to now? Is that three we've done? Yeah. This is a good night. We've been doing real good so far. All right. This track this track's a favorite of mine. I wonder if somebody can get it from that. That's one oh second of the God. song. I'm gonna try that again. All right. One second I played. Okay. Sounds like a cricket. It does. With a, with it a does. drum set. <laughs> it is not Hollow Notes. What year is it? 1986? It is oh Pet Shop Boys. Joe Drosen, Pet Shop Boys. I am impressed. I color me impressed. That boy should just win a prize right now for guessing that. It is not the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. Uh, not West End Girls. I'll, I'll go a little bit further ahead now. That should oh, give you so good. It is probably one of All their of best them. songs. Actually, that album is fantastic. They should have that's, a Pet Shop Boys night. Yeah, that's their first, that's their debut album, by the way. Please, um, I I actually own every single Pet Shop Boys album. I'm a big I'm a pet head, as they call us. Um, and I just bought this from the UK. It is it couldn't happen here. Their first film, and it's never been released on Blu-ray. This is a PAL version, so. Adam the, is holding up a uh, album for those listening to the podcast. Yes, 
It's not an album. It's a Blu-ray. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. It's hard to get a sizing perspective. Yep. It's a Blu-ray. Uh, Mr. Peabody, Opportunities. That's the album. Excellent. I mean, the song. Yes. All right. The next song is... Such good memories. It's a good song. It's a little deeper cut from this band. Yeah. Play a little bit more of that. There you there go. go. Like no other night. Mr. Peabody. This guy is good. I think he's like a human Shazam. Yeah, he got the name too. What Are you kidding point? me? Mr. Peabody definitely wants that Galaga ship. Full oh. point. He wants that Galaga ship. I think I'm, you know, what's great about this is some of the same guys win, you know, every week. So then you I just bundle it together <laughs> and save on shipping. Because uh, I ship like once every four to six weeks. So that's why I say expect your stuff every six to eight weeks. You're like ordering from a comic book. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like back in the day. Remember you order from the music club? And it's like... <laughs> we expect to order your sea monkeys weeks. in four to six weeks. And they won't look like these people that are having dinner. <laughs> the two-story house I lived in in college. Everybody on the third floor, all 50 people, ordered from BMG Music. I don't know how that happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, and here comes your next track. <laughs> We're totally in band. That was oh, that was a good intro, though. You, you kind of have to. It builds. It builds. Right. Right. It is Joe Dross and Red Skies at night. It is the fix. He gets a full point for that. Check that out. All right. Full point. He pulled, he pulled ahead into second place. Here it is. <laughs> all right. Here's Brian's favorite song uh, of all time. Step by step. Uh, you got to stop it. Like <laughs> uh, we, we, the, the whole summer, yes. Like while everyone else was sleeping, we had morning practice from six to eight a.m. every freaking day. I'm gonna uh, give it's uh, you know Joe got the name correct in spelling, right. Like right Joe at the did? same time of Mr. Peabody, I think we should give him half point for the name. So we'll give Joe a half point. I, I, nobody got the name spelled right till Mike Page. It was you soldiers and toy soldiers. <laughs> to, to, toy soldiers is that like you soiled yourself? Uh, toy soilers. I gave Andy uh, toy half yeah. point. Okay, well, give some people some half points. And some, give somebody a quarter point, I, too. I distribute to everybody. Oh, a, a quarter point? Let's yeah. do that, too. Metropolis, because I think he's cool. All right. And also give one point to Dolly and one point to Casey. <laughs> oh, we're, we're moving them up already? Well, they're not even playing, so let's Good give them a point. They're going to they're gonna place? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I mean, be there so we go. Confusing. I love it. They're on there, and you should in absentia. They're not. We just know that if they were we here... We just should start them with one point. <laughs> just Like a handicap. Or a reverse <laughs> handicap. Here comes your next track. If you don't get it from that, I don't know who That's you are. It is a good one. It's a really good one. I mean, it's this, it, these are summer songs in like 1986 or 7 or 8 or whatever it is. Right? Mr. Peabody has Venus. 
Oh. <laughs> Is that contagious? <laughs> um, <laughs> it depends. It is Venus by Bananarama, Brad Holman, and Mr. Peabody got Bananarama also. Roof. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the dog of approval. The dog of approval. The dog oh. of disapproval. Oh. She, she can't make up her mind. My goodness. I hope somebody's oh. not here. She's on a regular schedule. Yeah. She's already eaten. We don't have to worry about her. All right, so uh, we got some half points handed out there, you know. Half point. Right around. All right, so we got one last song. Is that it? This is the last track. Here you go. That's a terrible part to play. Like, nobody can guess it from that. That's like one of the worst drum intros ever. Let's play that again. I want to see if anybody can get it. Do you think anybody's going to get it from that? Oh, Joe Drosen almost got it. Oh, that's interesting. Nectaropolis was way yeah. close. I was going to say, the drum beat was pretty distinctive like for that arc. M- well, maybe, but he doesn't play the drums. I know, but the styles. It was probably like Duran Duran doing the drums, actually. It is not Richard oh. Palmer. That is pretty damn close. We're getting though. close. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's almost... I'm going to play a little further down. Boom, Joe a... Drosen. Robert Palmer. It is Robert Palmer. And this this is a tough one. Greasy Palmer. No, that's not it. Sounds delicious. Thanks for playing. Hyperactive. Hyperactive. Chris Boom. on it. Nice. Oh, he dominated tonight. Wow. All right, everybody, go out and buy this music, okay? And I'm going to send some nasty grams to some big... Music producing companies and say, go fuck yourself. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's a big, that's the first swear word on the show tonight. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Gosh, now all the kids that were listening just had to disconnect. Sorry, children. I hope I'm you I'm sorry. It's okay. What's in the jukes over? Everybody disconnected. It's over. It's like a little, I need to play that Qbert <laughs> outro. Hey, let's figure out. Uh, so, Mr. Peabody obviously won the Galaga. Dun, da, da, da. And, I, and between Brad and Joe, they get to decide who gets the mouse and who gets the dog. Oh, okay, great. Uh, well, how about we draw lots? Let's see if is Brad and Joe, you guys care which one you get, or you don't care at all? Non existent kid is running around swearing now. Somebody's non existent <laughs> kid is running around swearing. Of course he is. Huh. Uh, Joe says he wants a dog. He said it first. Done. And Joe and Brad said Joe can pick, so that worked out well. Perfect. All right. So Brad uh, and um, by the way, Mark, uh, we have to settle up, but there's another sheet for winners. And if you guys have never emailed me, please email either Mark at Arcade Radio or Adam at ArcadeRadio.com and let us know what your info is. Yes, and if you're not on the winner sheet. <laughs> and in the title, sure. put winner of what's in the juke <laughs> or W I T G A. All right. Here's a little history. Mm. Back when they started putting like contests in the wrappers, what did they start saying when you didn't win? Contests in which wrappers? So you know, like can- you had candy wrappers, like oh, candy like bubblegum wrappers. Oh, yeah, I thought you'd he was going to up, and you have like a contest. Mm. What would it say in the wrapper? Like back in the early '80s, they used to say, "Sorry, you're a loser." Really? No way. And then it started to say, "Sorry, you're not a winner." Oh. And then it evolved into, "Sorry, this wrapper is not a winner." 
Oh, they oh, don't want to offend people. Because a friend of mine used to have, like, literally have one of those little candy bars every day at lunch, and we tracked this over time. We're like, when did this change? <laughs> it's like woke culture started in the 80s oh, yeah. with I mean, rappers. Literally, they literally used to say, sorry, Bust. you're a loser. <laughs> it's like the, the Academy Awards used to say, and the winner is, but then they go, the Academy Award now goes to. Right about now. What was that? That was weird. Do we have a voicemail? No, we have no voicemail. What? I would ch- I would check again. Oh. <clears throat> I'm I'm checking again. And Nope, I don't see anything. Oh. oh, let me check the actual voicemail. <laughs> yeah, the real voicemail? <laughs> I'm Wait, like, we have more than one voicemail? Yeah, we have two voicemail slots, and I sometimes go to the wrong one. You know? Uh, it's Google Voice, right? That's where we're supposed to check. That's what I hear. <laughs> oh, my God. Probably oh, not I'm in the wrong. Great. I'm in the Adam Coyer or wherever the guy's last name is. When it shows up in there, that's the poor people uh, voicemail. So. <laughs> that's that's the like your the, the war- in a hurry and I don't have any time. The voicemail. warranty on your vehicle has expired. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk on the prison intercom voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, <clears throat> all right, so we normally have a voicemail. Uh, we'll check this. Thank you for calling six one two five four eight game. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. This is your neighbor. You guys, I'm so mad at you. Why don't you go? You need to go do something. As I'm a the hell just happened? I don't know. I think it was the guy from the Holy Grail ah. dressed up as a woman. Or that was that weird. the life of Brian? You know what is funny is that <laughs> it translated. Do you want me to read to the translation? Yeah, read the translation. Here's I'm the, always good. <laughs> here's the translator. See, here's what you hear. First of all, this is what you heard, right? Okay, let's go back and rewind that message. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Here's the okay. translation. Si bueno. Si, 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 están bien. Oh, right, I'm not right kidding off the you. bat, he got it wrong. I'm not kidding you. It's all in sp- the Spanish is trans. That's <laughs> the best. <laughs> I didn't think that was Spanish. Uh, Been watching too much South Park. <laughs> oh, So that's our neighbor. And that segment was brought to you by Old School Gamer magazine. <laughs> Old School Gamer. Ringers.com slash sign up dot ASPX. Go! Go! Yeah! Spend $45. Save a game! Save it. By the way, that sheet is looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of games that are turned on. That's pretty neat. I'm turned on just by hearing uh, that. I'm just bored. Uh, let me list some of the games that are not turned on right now. Shall I? A lot of the Donkey Kong games. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Donkey Kong, we don't want that crap on. Uh... 
Believe it or not, uh, last time I checked, Ver- Versus Goonies was not on. That one's in the far, far back. Yeah. I mean, like, these are games that, y- you know, you can sponsor. Steel Talons, Steeplechase, Stratavox, Super Sprint. Why isn't Super Sprinter? Thief. Oh, my God. Tubin. Oh, my God. Tubin is not on. It's a crime against humanity. Mark, do you Remember still have when two, I tubins? two tubins? You don't have two tubins. I used to. I still have, I have one. Now, oh, now I have two super strikes. By the, nice. do you really? Yeah, I, uh, somebody was selling one. It was an estate sale, and I met, I messed up. I, I, I go in there and immediately I, I want to shake the guy's hand because that's my like. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Yeah. And the guy's like repulsed, like. <laughs> it was a hundred bucks, and it works. He's like, oh, it doesn't work. I took it home. I was looking at it. Nobody had touched where the on-off switch was at the top. Like there was just dust caked yeah. across. Yeah. So he just couldn't figure out how to turn it on. It was, it was beautiful. That is even um, better than it's just a fuse. And I went on to Claw, the K-Love, and I bought the Slick Shot, Pete, and I'm going to see if it plugs in and I can play some Slick I'm Shot. sure it does. Um, it's going to be nice. You know, Slick Shot is interesting because and I, I actually saw a set of these games come up in Minnesota recently. I did not go buy them because the guy wanted a little too much money, but um, I really like that game. I think that... It was... So, those, Super, those were sold in the auction like a year ago. But Super Strike, man, they're is... They're Yeah, I'm not so sure about the pool game, but Super Strike is fun. Yeah, we love it. It's When we we play the darts, yeah. we play the Super Strike, and then uh, we, we like kicks now. Like, that's our thing. Kicks is great. And then, and then we'll, you, you guys yeah. still revert back to ye old basketball pinball. Yeah, the, well, it's it's a tie between Tron Legacy and then the NBA Fast Break... Uh, yeah. Champion, championship link. That is so cool. That is really cool. Yeah, Donkey Kong 3, Donkey Kong Cabaret, Donkey Kong Cocktail are, are, are still available for adoption. Drag Race, Eliminator, Fantasy, Fire Truck. I can't believe nobody's done Fire Truck. Atari. Oh, I, I should do that because supposedly I have like an unofficial high score on it, like oh. world record. Oh, I Post love the, the Atari Fire Truck. Post the link in the chat again so people can get on there. Okay. Uh, you mean look at the master list? Yeah, post can do the that. link in the chat so people can like go and see and talk here, about sponsoring stuff. Here you go. This is the master list. I think everybody should be able to see it. If you can't see it, let me know. But the Gleek, I mean the Gleek, who's a regular listener, he he sponsored Bosconian, which is one of my favorites. You know, That's cool. And I think it's fun just to slap your name on a game that you really like. Wait, uh, Blueprint is off. Uh, well. Maybe. Yep, and so is Cloak and Dagger. Now, just keep in mind, you're these are just names. These are remaining names that need a sponsor. Your sponsorship will go to whatever games they feel will make the most money for the arcade. It doesn't matter. I like the fact that I can sponsor a game that nobody wants to play. I just got one <laughs> of the games that's not turned. Great. Which one? Monster Bash. Oh, Popeye's. Oh, I love that game. Popeye's all by itself. Pioneer Balloon. Pot of gold. Pot of gold. Quantum. Yep. Quantum. I can't believe quantum was in radar scope. Senti hat trick. Uh-huh. Space invaders of all things. Although, yeah. <laughs> Wait, this one's for Jason if he's still watching. They haven't turned on their speed freak. <laughs> and uh, some of these games might not actually work. Uh, versus Ice Climber. I should sponsor that. I like that game. It's Star hard Trek's not turned on. I know. Yeah, I bet you Star Trek's on. That's a fun game. And he's got a... Uh, cockpit. Yeah, cockpit. And the, he's got the... Uh, what do you call it? It's the uh, Omega Race cockpit. 
Oh yeah, that's beauty. It it's is. A, a, it's a little wobbly, but I like it. It works. He has a Star Wars cockpit too, doesn't he? Actually, the Star Wars is yeah. what's yes. wobbly. His Omega race is pretty solid. Star Wars right across from the pole position cockpit. Yep. Yeah, Yo Eddie, he doesn't have an exterminator, so I don't know why I'm even looking. No. And he doesn't have a chiller either because I have it. Ooh, I did. You know, I got to, speaking of which, I got to talk to a, a Van because I did <laughs> one of those like sponsor a game things in her, and then we had lost our credit card, so my Kickstarter thing got kicked out. Hmm. So I got to make sure I get that sponsorship so I can sponsor Exterminator in that new book. Yeah. Did you lose your credit card? Just misplaced it? Or? Well, I, actually what happened is I had Susan's and uh. she didn't know where it was. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she canceled it on me. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man. I accidentally, I got a new credit card just to pay for that Bill and Ted phone booth, which I will eventually record a show in. And uh, and when I went to pay my credit, the, and by the way, it was like interest free for 15 months. And I accidentally though paid off that stupid card instead of my normal credit card. Yes. What the hell? So hey, were we gonna were we gonna talk about this? Uh, yeah, let, let's. Uh, should we introduce Black. the guest? Yeah, what's our guest? Yeah, All right. Black nail. I'd like to introduce to the show Mark and Brian and Adam. Thanks for coming on board the show this week. Welcome to the Zoom. Gentlemen, all I want to do is a little zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. Wait, wait, wait. I learned this on Zoom. Rex in effect. Are you... Have you ever seen it? Did you just take your pants off? I don't know what the... I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I love that you you didn't say the word fuck. I think that was pretty. <laughs> I almost did, but then I'm like, that was oh, very classy of you to not say that word. <laughs> I hope my mom never listens to the show. She'll listen to it after I die, because she'll uh, probably outlive me, and then she'll be like, "My son was an asshole." Can, can anybody remember how to? Do you, do you know what I'm doing when I'm doing that? Can what are you, you doing? Do what are you doing? I do it again. Uh, yeah. Um. Here we go. go for it. Uh, let's see Adam do it. Oh yeah, no, I've never Very done good. that. It's like a nope. sciz- scissor arm thing. Right. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what that is. This is the story of a famous dog. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Casey guesses the fix. <laughs> Casey. Uh, wow, he's behind. Yes. <laughs> we gave Casey a point to so let him know. He already got a point. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure we're gonna get banned for all this. <laughs> all right, let's talk about restorations, Brian. Why don't you kick us off on this discussion? Because I know we we wanted to talk about this on a, a couple of episodes, and and I think this is kind of fun stuff. And chatters, we want you to get involved with this conversation because we think it's important. Well, so this is the question that came up. I was chatting with a couple of guys, and they said, you should really make Atari screws. Ooh, and Atari screws. <laughs> these, are the, these are the Atari screws. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Knockers, screws. And it's interesting because they're a number eight screw thread with a number 10 head. And there are things that are <laughs> close, but there's nothing that is perfect. Cabinet screws so, are close. That's what she they're, said. They're close. And so this brought up the discussion of, like, how far do you take 
restorations. Mm. And our restorations, you know, is it a... So with classic cars, you have original, restoration, and resto mod. Mm-hmm. And where do you draw the line between, on an arcade cabinet, a resto mod versus a restoration versus, you know... And so I posted this to Midwest and to arcade collectors worldwide and said, hey, yeah. guys, does anybody know where these screws are? And some of the funny comments were like, hey, they have those at Home Depot. Okay, so if I'm posting these on a for, on like a, online to say, can you help me find these? I've checked most of the obvious sources. Yes, we've been to Home Depot, asshole. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, but, but what's interesting is like for your just input. a lot of people said like, oh, those are here, the exact ones. And I'd look and, and the, none of them were exact, like yeah. not one of them. And there were pictures. So where do you draw those lines? Mm-hmm. And in talking with the two people I originally talked to about this, who were actually uh, Brian Jones, I don't know if he's still in the chat, and Clay Cowgill. Clay's like, I can't find these damn screws. I've never been able to find these screws. So these are two guys who've been restoring and working on games for years, and they're aggravated by the fact they can't find these screws. And then you've got this whole list of people on Facebook saying, ah, those are available here, they're available here, and not one of them was accurate. So where, right. where do you guys draw the line? What do you think about restoration, resto mod, close, accurate? I mean, I yeah. mean, personally, I like it if, if I could find one-to-one. If I have to, I mean, a screw comes out, right? That's... Hence the name. So if you find the right one, you can always take the uh, wrong one out and put the new one in. I, I, th- I recognize those screws, though. My Galaga has – it's missing some, and so is the Zybots, those specific screws. Well, that, and that's the kind of funny thing about this. So we're at a point now where I could have a lot of these made. And so these could be available, exactly these screws. But the question is, is it worth doing it? And – with the amount of people redoing these games right now, maybe it is because people will go, oh, I'll take that other one with a smaller head out and put this one in. But then some people are going, well, that's just dumb. Well, and the thing is, is that the other screws that are available have the correct thread and they're the correct length. The only thing that's different is the head. It's the um, size of the head. Right. And I, it's the and size of the head that matters, uh, you know. I don't have an example of one here. I do have some in the shop, but they're basically about two-thirds the size. Yeah. I mean, I go out of my way to buy these Williams, Black Williams screws that somebody sells on eBay. I don't know how many thousands of them he has, but they are exact, and I I really enjoy using them when I find some really rusty-ass Williams screws. Yeah. So I would enjoy buying these as well. I, th- I know. I don't think it's a bad thing. No. Yeah. There's a market. I mean, but then we were talking about, like, when do you resto, when do you resto mod, when do you leave original? Yeah, well, so an interesting conversation for me is my journey, because the journey is a journey. It's a journey of, you know, I just put it in the chat. But basically, uh, I bought this thing from a barn with all kinds of problems. First of all, the first problem is that it had been converted to an arcanoid, right? And then if you look at it, it's been drilled. There's pits in the vinyl. Uh, the monitor is Arkanoid burn-in. Um, you know, and you and you look at, I'm, I mean, the suitcase was still in there, which is amazing. But if you look, like, halfway down on the photos, the side of this game is so jacked up. Now, if I wanted to go vinyl, like the original, which is a heat-treated vinyl that goes against, like, a, you know, composite wood side... Uh, I'm not going to find that. There's no way to find that. There's no absolute. So uh, I did a color match using the General Motors uh, flipbook. And then I decided, well, why do I care how original this is? 
it's not going to be original because I'm going to have to, I can't find a tape deck. So I'm going to have to have the, the aftermarket board for that with the SD card. I have to find the boards. I, I'm going to have to have a wiring harness made. You know, all, I mean, that's not going to be original. It's going to be made by Ken Falta, who does great work, but he doesn't use the same gauge wire and he doesn't use the same exact, you know, components that were made, the, the, the wiring harnesses were made with, you know. I'm going to have to have repro artwork. So why not do something fun with it? So I decided for that, I'm customizing, right? So I think in certain situations, you can say, yeah, I want it to be, have like the heart of an original machine, but I'm going to customize it, make it fun because it's going to be my machine. And if somebody wants to buy it later on, great. I might have $2,500 into this game when I'm done with it, but, you know, somebody might only pay 500 for it. How do I feel about that? I think I'm, it's okay to be pimping out your game. Yeah. Like, yeah, pimp my car, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Pimp my game. Yeah. It's a, and that's the whole, like, classic car community doing. Like, I was looking about looking up this whole thing, like the Resto Mod, right? It's stored, <laughs> but it's a mod. And it's called Resto Mod. Yeah. Well, I, and so. Yo, Yo Eddie just said, uh, I'm telling you guys, just 61, or, it's the best. Oh man, that's how you fix it. It's well, I, and I mean, I so I have a dragon's lair where mm-hmm. the bottom sides, the vinyl is damaged. Yeah, and there's a little chunk out of the back, and so do you redo it? Because you cannot get the Moroccan vinyl anymore. And so I look at it, keep going, like, ah, do I really want to have this? It'll look better, but that Moroccan vinyl is you can't get it. It's fine, Moroccan vinyl. It is according to right. Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Fine. Wait, I don't think no. Okay. <laughs> Corinthian leather. Wait, yeah, no, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> Moroccan vinyl is close, though. You were really close. Mm. Where's the picture of the signed marquee? There's no picture on here. <laughs> of which which marquee? Oh, okay. oh yeah. No, that's Metro- a secret. Metropolis. I put Roadrunner parts on my Barracuda. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did put, um, in my DeLorean, I did put the uh, LED wedge holders in the um, license plate illuminator. So, uh, uh, I'm probably not calling it what it is, but the license plate on my DeLorean is illuminated by Pac-Man parts. Nice. <laughs> it's, so, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, we keep seeing cabinets. We see a lot of cabinets come through uh, from up-down and I mean, they'll just do things. It's uh, Billy's been having a fun time here, where like they will just shear off all the wires going to the door, and rewire it so just the like just the coin slots work oh, in God. some weird way. But like, so this is where you get into this whole like: is it functional? Do you restore it? Do you resto mod it? Do you like where do you take your games to? And like personally, I I kind of like the original. And I, I mean, I think part of it is, is that I'm just too, honestly, I'm just too goddamn lazy to restore stuff. So I just keep looking for better and better originals until I have something I don't need to restore. But that's kind of my preference. And after that, I, I'm not sure how I feel all the time about modding out the old arcades. The funny thing is you go over the pinball community and half the market is mods. Yeah. Well, it's different if you're putting something in that doesn't uh, change the fundamental um, original originality of the game. Although, like with Tron, there's you know actual swap out parts, and I know that there are actual swap out parts for other things as well, uh, including you know uh, Twilight Zone and whatnot. But but again, I think it comes down to 
Like, how are you honoring that game? Like, first of all, if you're going to get a better clock or you're going to get a better, like, a working arcade game you can stick inside that pinball machine instead of just, like, a little stupid screen, um, what are you going to do? I think it's, I mean, I'm going to put in the working arcade game. Well, let's say you're going to put a Robie the Robot in your Twilight Zone, but it's you know, people don't put Robbie the Robot. It, you, people don't put um, do the same thing with arcade games. They don't put toppers on arcade games yep. viewed as an add-on or a, a bettering it. I, although it's funny, the chiller I had had an Alien Syndrome topper, and the guy's like, "It's got a cool topper," and I'm like, "I don't want that topper. You can keep it. <laughs> yeah, it's not for that game, dude." Yeah, he's like. It's it's from Chiller. I'm like, no, it's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. Well, then we do these, right? So the high voltage boards, you know, and and where do these fall into all of that? Is this Resto mod? Is this Resto? And I've I've gotten some flack on KLOV and not arguing with it that you know why <laughs> put one of these in when you can fix it. Billy Seven says I just put sixty ones in everything I fix. My car runs so much better now too. All right. The radio's messed up, though. I don't know. It's <laughs> keep hearing. It's a Pac-Man little bit theme. off, right? You like the, the oh wait, it's, it's not, not the Pac Man theme. It's that stupid music that plays. You know when it's it, where you pick the game and it plays that terrible song. And, and Netropolis says that he was just going to say, Brian, arcades are Bondo over new wood, jumpers over new PCB, pinball is all replaced MPU, new ramps replaced play fields, yeah. new balls. I mean, you're you're talking about apples and oranges. I think Brian's point is. Uh, and we were talking about this uh, off the air too, but like my dad was a big car restoration guy, and uh, he restored two GTOs. One is a 1964 GTO, uh, first year they came out, uh, you know, black with red interior. Uh, it has a souped-up engine in it because he wanted it to race it, you know, and that's something that they would have done in the 60s. But the exterior and the interior are exactly as they would have been from the factory. In fact. It has no rear view mirrors because uh, those were optional on the 1964 model of the GTO. Um, so it has a rear view mirror uh, for the main cabin, but the two side mirrors don't exist. Uh, and then I bought that car. I had it for a while after he passed. Uh, and then he also had a 1965 convertible GTO with Iris Mist exterior. And, and it, that car had been painted a different color, but he found the original color inside uh, in the trunk and thought, I want that color. And he looked up the color code based on the VIN. And then he uh, went to Pontiac and they mixed, they gave him a color code so that he could actually paint it the original color. So he made decisions on both cars. Uh, the 65 was as original as it could be once it was back to normal, but that had some Bondo, not much because it's a California car, you know, so in good shape. But his last car that he did before he passed away was a 19... 19- uh, 57 Pontiac Safari. And so if you think like uh, Bel Air, uh, 57 Chevy, uh, all those GM cars with the big chrome grills on the front and the big fins on the back, this was a, a station wagon version of that. And he loved that purple color on, on the 65 GTO so much that he painted his new 1957 restored uh, wagon, a two-tone purple, using that Iris Mist color. And then... On the front, instead of just using the standard chrome caps that came um, on the on the front of the Safari, there's two chrome caps that uh, on like a Bel Air or like a Chevy, a 57 Chevy would have been like black. He swapped those out because those parts are interchangeable. 
but he thought he liked the way they looked better. So anyway, um, my point is, is that you make decisions when you're restoring something or when you're bringing something back to light. And I think if you, I think if you um, respect its heritage and you respect the way it is, depending on how far gone that thing was that you're restoring, like I, I'm a big fan of keeping survivors the way they are. You know, leave the patina. Like I found a, you know, if I find a Pac-Man that's been converted to a Pac-Man Plus, and I want a dedicated Pac-Man Plus because they only came in kits, why not leave it that way? You know, it's uh, a lot of people deconvert them, but if it's in really great shape, why not leave it that way? I mean, it's 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 a piece of history. It was converted for a reason. It needed to make money, and there's plenty of Pac-Man out there. You know, there's thousands and thousands of Pac-Man. But let's there's, say, you know... There's thousands and thousands of choplifters. That's true. <laughs> really? That's oh true. Yeah. I want a choplifter. Everything's uh, converted My to Star Trek cockpit, the first one I got that was totally pissed on by rats, was a choplifter. Damn it. I cannot find one choplifter here. I'll send you my board. Do you want it? I had a, I had a Mach 3 cockpit choplifter. <laughs> I'm serious, Mark. Do you want my board? It probably works. What is, is it? A, is it a JAMA board? No. Choplifter was not a JAMA. Interesting. It, it was, uh, you had to put in a new harness. But, well, hold up on that. Let me figure out what, did, was Choplifter ever in a dedicated cabinet? It was it in, was. Ev- no, well, yeah, but it also had, it was a conversion for everything. Oh. Yep. It was a very rare dedicated cabinet. I gotta, Every, I gotta take a bio break. You guys keep going. I had about four Choplifters because it was in, <laughs> I mean, I pulled it out of most. I, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting it's a really funny kind of thing that we, I run into and like, where do you draw the line of how right. far original do you go? Uh, and especially with, you look at these guys who are making these cabinets now. I mean, I have three star Wars cabinets out there that are all brand new. And basically I had found three really cheap original star Wars cabinets that had been converted to other games. And the hardest thing to find on the star Wars cabinet is the bezel and the control panel. So now I had three of those. It's like, all right, well, these are painted, hacked up, bars across the front, no wiring harness left, no monitor left, no like none of the arts there. So what's the point in sanding these down, spending, you know, years of my life making these look good? So I just bought three new cabinets, pulled the bezel, pulled the control panel, dropped them on the new cabinets. Ta-da, half my work is done. Yeah. Nice. So and Chris did grab one of the old Star Wars <laughs> caps. Actually, one of the one of the funnier things about selling those cabs. And I should tell us something here, but one of one of the guys who bought one of the cabinets that was junked. So the whole reason I got these cabinets was because I bought cheap cabinets with the bezel on there so I could use it on these new cabinets. So one of the guys who got the cabinet that was that was junked, um, he he said, Well, can you throw in the bezel too? Oh, like, no. <laughs> well, well, the whole point was <laughs> um, oh yeah, and, and actually Chris was Chris got one with art. But the one there was one with art on the side. It was not in great shape. That was probably the least stable of all the cabinet. That was the one I think that had come out of Summit, and I think that one had fallen off the back of a truck, either voluntarily or involuntarily. I don't know when you when you pull things out of Summit, you, you it, it might fall while they're taking it out. So it's yeah. Are, but wait, did they go out of business? Are they gone? No, they're still around. Actually, oh. they they merged with um, that other guy. There's yeah. a place up by Stillwater, yeah. So they've joined up there. But, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things, and I am terrible at restoration. 
So, I mean, I asked this question, I get, but and part of the reason I'm terrible at restoration is I get caught up with things like it's not the right fucking screw. So <laughs> I don't I'll care. spend six years looking for the right screw. <laughs> That's and, what she and, said. <laughs> and so, yeah, really. So I, I, I don't restore stuff. You're just too pure. It's like this artwork stuff that I'm doing. Oh, well, that's okay. I like that. Yeah, but I'm driving. So I'm working with these guys who are doing a lot of the work. I am not doing all the restoration stuff on that. And I'm driving them nuts because I'll overlay the images. And I'm like, see this little scatter pattern here? I mean, I spent an hour and a half the other day getting the halftone on the hat trick marquee to be exactly the same as the original. Mm. And it's just like I, I get into that stuff and it just like, I don't know. I, well, and I'm I'm the type of guy that wants to add the color bleed back into silkscreen errors. Yes. You know, because they weren't all perfect. Oh, I just finished off the Speed Freak art and they cleaned all the, there was an index problem on the art. That I have. <laughs> and it's really funny when you look at it close, like clearly one of the screens was just like half centimeter off. Hey, you I know, need a price check since <laughs> I have you here. Sprint 2, fully working. Looks like it's in pretty good shape. How much? Sprint 2? Black and white, golden age. Two-person, uh, two side-by-side steering wheels. Yeah. That's um, silver age, but yeah. Shoot, I just bought... No, that's bronze age. Oh, it's bronze age, right. Yep. What am, I'm not, I meant, like, comic book. Why, why, why would I say golden age? Um, in good shape? Looks like it's in good shape. I even see the coin door light lit. Does it work? Because, I mean, that's half the battle on that machine. Let's say it works. Uh, depending on the cosmetics of the side art and the rest of the machine and whether or not the steering wheels are sticky and everything's mm-hmm. mechanically sound, I would, you know, I bought mine for 50 bucks. Oof. Didn't work. <laughs> wow. uh, but the boards worked. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably go between, if it was me and I'm collecting, I'd probably go between five and 800 bucks. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, Be- I know I just bought a non-working one last summer when I grabbed the um, uh, when I grabbed the War of the Worlds. And I think that was 250 for a non-working one. Yeah, I think those Sleep games have become worth more money in the last... Well, all games have, really, right? Well, but I mean, a non-working black and white can be an absolute disaster sometimes. It's true. Especially if, especially if you don't have... I mean, especially if it's the monitor that's the problem and some of the monitors go bad. I mean, yeah. Well, Billy the, Seven says $10, $1 million. Right. Damn it, Billy Seven. The uh, the they last Sprint 2 that I picked up, <laughs> I had two Sprint 2s. I sold them to Steve Taki. Oh, yeah. Uh, Man, right. Steve Taki loves the Bronze Age games. He does. He bought also my two basketballs. <laughs> I, I only I only I only collect uh, Bronze Age games in twos apparently. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my point is is that one of those monitors, the uh, horizontal width coil, was broken completely, snapped. Yeah. So somebody has to fix that, you know. And I think he actually did get both of them working eventually. Right. Man, I should just make Steve Taki fix any of the black and white games I own that don't work. Yeah, he's close. He's to He's so close to me. Mm-hmm. He's like right there. Stuff the camera. He's right, he's right over here. Hey, Steve, come here. <laughs> he lives in my house. It's going to be like the last show where you're like, where he's like, it's be like the last show where he just keeps going like, oh, yeah, hey, wait, let me grab that prototype thing that we had. I got to say, like, uh, Bell's Two-Hearted has the worst can of any beer. You can't even see what it is. 
It's just a fish. All I see is a glare. Yeah, can. it's terrible. This Corona didn't work. So My Corona. Okay, so uh, did we make a decision on bolts? Are you going to make them yet? Do it. Yeah, so that's the question. So if I make them, so I was looking at when we had Mike Allen on the show, he talked about doing the Nintendo bolts. He said he put them up there for 25, 20, 25 cents a piece, never expected to sell all of them, sold all of them. Sure. Right. So do we sell these for 10, 25? I mean, it's like 15 I, cents I, a I piece. Buy the, I buy the Williams security bolts by like a bag of 100. That way I don't like nitpick. Like I don't really think about how much each one was. So. I agree. I think if you're going to buy bolts, you buy them in bulk. And you should get a better price if you buy them in bulk. Yeah, so, but that takes more work for us. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the funny thing about like if you do hundreds, you actually have to sit there and like measure out hundreds. One, right? two. Do them by well, weight. We, do them by weight. Well, no, we do we do have a we do have a counting where, scale, so we can like do it, but we still have to like pour them, package them, you know, instead of like just grab them when they get ordered. But I would I would pay a premium if they're already counted and weighted. So. Yeah, if I could buy a hundred, we'll yeah. sell them in quantities of eighty three. Great, I. <laughs> So oh, here's here's the thing. I have, I literally have two games that might take those those uh, screws, and I don't need them. But I have spares that are kind of rusty, and the OCD in me says I would order some anyway. I'm gonna only sell them in prime number. Mm. One three five eight nine six seven eight six seven five three zero nine. Eighty three screws a pack. Yeah, I I agree. You know, like. So- Back to that discussion. So I, I'm selling these. They're not going to be original. Do you think I might sell some? Yes. <laughs> oh man, the guy that's selling 100 new Atari Midway Arcade Torx security screws, eight bucks for 100. So that's, that's pretty cheap. Piece. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go that cheap on these. I mean, because I, <laughs> I'm the shipping on these is insane. I mean, I, I so here's the thing: is to get these done, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what is it going to involve like blood or what's happening <laughs> I have to buy a hundred thousand of them mm. <laughs> let me divide that by a hundred hold on <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot that's like a let's say a hundred thousand divided by a hundred is like a so, thousand a hundred. there's two lengths that are common <laughs> So you have to buy two hundred thousand is that what you're trying to yes. say <laughs> oh my which, god <laughs> which is one thousand three hundred pounds of screws <laughs> Oh my God! Don't do it. I think you're. We've made the decision for you. Well, no, and that's 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 the question. Like, I mean, where do you? And this is what happens on this restoration stuff, right? Like, you can do that, and the price per screw is like nothing, right? But who knows if I'm ever going to go through a thousand three hundred pounds of screws, and I got to store a thousand two hundred pounds of screws? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're they're actually not you know Brad they're not that bad I mean it's I I'm not gonna say the pricing online because they're actually not that bad if you did it individual screws at that price so I mean I could sell them for almost whatever I want and not lose money if I sold all one hundred thousand yeah you know but here's the thing like but I'm never gonna sell them I request nothing beyond the thickly cushioned luxury of seats available even in soft Corinthian leather oh there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna find that rich Corinthian leather. I'm telling you. He did an interview in his late later years about that commercial because they, that's a total friggin' lie. There's no such thing as Corinthian leather. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey, so, hold on. Yeah. Eight, 
891 times 100. Hey, you know what? I've got he, an update. He sold 89,100 screws, this guy, with the, the Williams security screws. Hmm. Yeah. But it, so maybe? Yeah, no, they, I mean, they, they go, and that's, that's what, I mean, that's what Mike said. You know, he said, I don't know if you guys remember, in the interview we had with him, he's like, you know, I ordered these screws, and they came in, like, boxes and boxes and boxes. I said, I'll never sell all these, and then I'm on my third order. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know? So, but it is one of those things where, and that's why I kind of threw it up on the on the group chats to see what people would say. Like, would they pay a little bit of a premium for a screw that is exact, or are they going to go, eh, I can get it a fast and all for I tell you, know, you eight I, cents a piece? Yeah, I say if you can buy them for twice that price, you're doing good. So we could, yeah, and we could like you know pick it like golden age year, sell that many in a pack. But I'm just saying like. If I was looking for those screws and you were the only shop, I'd pay 16 cents a screw. <laughs> oh, man. That's what she said. And that reminds me, Fast and All 3PL shipping is now back on like Donkey Kong. Did you hear about well, that? Well, not really. What? Some of them. Yeah, so they've got all these restrictions around the country. No. It, yeah, you can get from like certain points to other points, and some of them are open. This state, Texas, and Florida are really screwing us up. But uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and so I actually just talked to them because I had to send this game out to Tahoe and so uh, Air, Forward Air actually took it out I actually got a game from here to Tahoe on a pallet door to door for $403 mm. which I thought was pretty good um, but 3PL supposedly is like now broken into sections of the country and like Denver is one of the cutoffs. If you're west of Denver, you can't like can't ship this way, but you can oh, ship that. Way. There's all these like weird rules now. Yeah, I can, you know what? I'll pull up the letter. Oh my god, you got a letter? Oh yeah, I wrote them. I, I asked them for a quote on this. Mm. Hold on. All right, hold on. Hold on. This is why we need an arcade alliance. Jennifer Paplinski wrote: At this time, we've suspended all shipping inbound and outbound from the following states. Arkansas, Washington, Oregon, California, Idaho, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, Wyoming, Utah again. Evidently, Utah. Get, I'm like, did I misread that? Double Utah. Utah's on there twice. They are doing really poorly right now. <laughs> and, and Montana, except for Sydney, Montana, they're okay to use. Literally, oh, that's wow. what it says. Except for store in Sydney, Montana, they're okay. Outbound service only from Colorado. All of our stores east of Rifle, Colorado, can be used for outbound shipments only. And they must be smaller than 48 by 48 by 72. Our stores in Rifle, Colorado, Grand Junction, and Montrose cannot be used for inbound or outbound. Huh. What are we even talking about now? Chatters? <laughs> 3PL. Well, I'm negotiating a purchase of a Sprint 2. <laughs> are you really? I am. You're going to go like 550? It's four hours away in uh, Louisiana. F- 450. <laughs> There was a cocktail down by you, Mark, that I wanted. If I was oh, really? gonna, if I was gonna travel to Louisiana, four fifty. Oh no, it was that space duel. Hey guys, four fifty, right? Uh, he he's at five fifty right now. Yeah, get him down to five hundred. Yep. Oh, I think I, I think he will do five hundred if I drive to go pick pick it up. The, the Gleek, Gleek says five hundred cash. No yeah. more, no less. More, no less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask my wife. She's going to be the one I'm going to drag over with me. So. I'm telling you, if it works, 500 bucks is a steal because you will enjoy the shit out of that game. It yeah. Is it's going to be as popular as Uh-oh. Tron <laughs> Legacy. Tron. The pin? No, I don't think so. 
Anybody got a Tron Legacy they want to sell me for 500 bucks? Because I'll buy it. Oh, man. Anybody got a what? Tron Legacy? Yeah. I got a Kitty Rama that I'll trade for a Tron Legacy. <laughs> oh, man. I got to clean up my trick. I, I no. Just no, you don't have a Kitty Rama. Hey, listen. You just keep your big trap shut. <laughs> he doesn't? I, I have a Kitty Rama sitting over there that needs to be somewhere removed. I'll tell you what, it's on two dollies. We'll put two ratchet straps around it. Just put it on. Hey, the listen, you go. be nice to Dolly. She's a, she hasn't been on a show in a while. My, and I'm pretty sure it's because you said put it dolly. on two dollies. You must have a little her. small doll. By the way, you stole my dolly. Which one? Duh. Yeah, whatever happened to the days of five hundred dollar wackos? I think those are gone. <laughs> five hundred dollar wackos? Oh, I love yeah. this picture of me with my feet and my power supply. That picture. Ooh. I haven't bought a game on the show in a while. Yeah, it's you know it's nice to have you not shopping while we're doing a show. I think the last one, hey, the last one was Tail Gunner. <laughs> that had to happen. I still don't have that, by the way. Hey guys, we're gonna call the show tonight, nine o'clock. What do you think? It's a show. Should we keep going? It's a show. I think we're good. Are we good? <laughs> I think we should have a guest. Right, wait. Next. So next week, I'm gonna we'll... tell my wife we're gonna drive to Louisiana now. <laughs> last, wait, quick. What's what's the the next game that will show up in your collection? In my collection? Yep. Oh, I got to think about it. <clears throat> you know, two. No. By the way, first of all, uh, we didn't get a Tron EDOT update this week. How is it going? Um, I'm still waiting for the new monitor to show up. He shipped late. It's a 22-inch uh, architectural monitor. Um, I'm hoping uh, that, that that will do it. And also the transistors on the, the flashing board where you have to like put this different version of the transistor where the legs cross. And uh, literally, the the transistor like it has to pee when you put them in, in that way because the if, base. Do you want me to make you a new board? <laughs> Where it's in the right order? Yeah, I can do that. Oh my god! I mean, uh, I'll well, I'll send you some pictures of all this, yeah. all that stuff. So I sent you the last two, right? But you you, yeah. you found them elsewhere as well, right? Well, they'll be done tomorrow. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll get you. And some then pictures. I'll order them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, it's getting crazier. I mean, I literally... So for those people in the chat, we will have Midway MCR2 and MCR3 audio amps available in the store probably in the next three weeks. It's going from, like, picture to product ridiculously quickly now. I love this guy that's doing the boards. Nice. Oh, uh, Brian, we didn't talk about uh, something else we've been working on. <laughs> What's that? Capless cocktail underlay. Oh, yeah. That's done. So, uh, I haven't seen the final product on that. Did he use the font that we wanted? He did. Good, good. So, uh, I'm I'm kind of meticulous, and I made this guy redo a few things. But I scanned all of my old Gapless underlay cocktail art um, and shipped it off to Brian, and we and we worked with a guy that, that, uh, that did the final vector work for it. And I found the original font that was used for... The instructions and everything. So, um, this this shit should be really cool. I, it's going to be super rare. You have to charge a premium to make these underlays, because I think you know one million dollars. Probably, I'm serious. Like two hundred. There's a little bug on this picture. Cute. Uh, it's two hundred. I, I I'm guessing like we'll have to charge like four hundred and fifty dollars per art piece to make it like make any money back. But anyway, the point is is that. Uh, I think if Paradise Arcade Shop puts it out, it'll be the it'll be an exclusive. Nobody else has this art, and I love the Gapless cocktail. And you have one, Brian. I have one. So there's two sales. There you go. 
We're done. Aww. Yep. If we split the cost, it should only be like a thousand dollars. I know. So. Anyway, yeah, uh, that that's kind of cool. That should be coming. So. I have a Myst- Mystic Marathon showing up. Hmm. Is that is that your game of the week? That is my game. Hmm. I'm gonna put that right next to Exterminator and drive you. You know, it's funny. I. The the joke's getting old. No. <laughs> now that we've had the creator, it's like it's a sense of honor. I don't know. <laughs> what are we gonna have the season finale this year? I don't know because don't, don't we have to like take a few weeks off to enjoy our hiatus? You know, I, yes. I enjoy my hiatus quite often. Hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> what knockers? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's um, normally our our hiatus. <laughs> Is in October <laughs> after COVID ends. So it, the show is going to be the it's longest the, running show ever. It's in the middle of September till the end of October. So we get like six weeks off. That's what we usually do. I'll be in Colorado. No more game behind me. Oh no! I, I'm going to have to like talk somebody with talk to somebody with a reasonable sized vehicle in Colorado. Yeah. Into grabbing a game from. Just get a truck. I'm not going to go buy it. I could rent a truck. I, I'm, riding off, I'm riding off my truck because my, my tax account, my, he's amazing. And I went in and collated all the miles. And more than 50% were me picking up arcade games. So we were like, fuck it, right off the truck. He's but in Minneapolis, me. right? What? You're... He's in Minneapolis. Mark Fox. Yeah. Yep. Uh, great guy. Hilarious. Uh, I think I'm going to call him. We. We've He's been good. riding off our vehicles for years because we were towing the trailers across the country. Yep. So, by the way, guys, do some Patreon, like whatever, you, whatever you can to help us keep the show going. It'd be great, and then I can write it off. But right now, it's not a write-off. I can't even make. I don't even make a dollar off this. I mean, I'm so so much negative money. My CPA last month last year was like, why Why do you even have an LLC? So well, hey, so my all the arcade purchases are all a startup. So that's really what you need to start doing. But you got to keep track of that, right? you got to have yes. all the receipts. Yep. It's just a long-winded startup that will eventually <laughs> become an arcade. Hopefully. Eventually. But, I mean, I'm not getting judged. It's just like yeah. at some point, you know? Yeah. They need more narcotics. I need some narcotics. I'm starting to feel my feet again. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have tendonitis. Isn't that fun? Oh, what's that like? Uh, can't get up in the morning. Can hardly walk across the room. It's, oh man, it's good times. I love it. Bid ten on the Pac-Man shirt. Um, Billy, I can hook you up. I think I just ordered some of these actually, because because they were on sale this week. I have a ton of now. Now my thing is a new shirt every show, and I have like like a whole bunch backed up. <laughs> You're gonna start donating some? I do, can... I do too. No. It's, oh yeah. You just can't is that the same? Is it the this, same this one? This one has the blood stain over here. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> this segment has been brought to you by Old School Gamer. <laughs> I think they denied responsibility for this segment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Old School Gamer has withdrawn. Their we have nothing to do with these guys. Yeah. By the way, uh, remember we wanted to do a deal with you. Never mind. Yeah. We're out. By the way, I almost called Owen up tonight. I thought it would just be fun to just like, because he said call him any time. Plug the hand doctor <laughs> website. <laughs> and I also thought it'd be fun to just call Nolan. Like, hey, okay. Nolan, uh, remember me? I'm the guy that 
pissed out on Joe. Oh, Melvin Bushnell. We, 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 could, we could plug the Hand Doctor website, too. If you're in the Minneapolis area and you're having a problem with your hands, hand jobs for cheap. No, 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 no. That's hand jobs, the number four, cheap.com. <laughs> you won't regret it. And we digress. Should we should play some outro music? I think so. All right. Uh, and like cue up our end notes or whatever. Is oh. that like a hint for me to stop shopping? Wait, that's the old song. We don't like that one. We like this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to make oh. Right, that's going to be it for tonight, you guys. This has been a chaotic show of the Arcade Radio. That's the double R's. Thanks for listening in. Hey, don't forget to check out Old School Gamer Magazine. You can pick up your sub over at www.oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Check it out. Check, it. check out our website, Arcade Radio. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com for our social media and swag links. Swag. That means swag. t-shirts. Oh, it's like the things that connect like your ear to your nose. Justin like Bieber swag. loves swag. I love swag. <laughs> Call and leave comments at 612-548-GAME. That's 4263. My neighbor, do not call back. <laughs> it was funny. Somebody posted a picture about Justin Justin Bieber like now. And, he, and, then, and then they said that he looked like a pedophile. He like, does. <laughs> like searching for the Justin Bieber of yesterday. Yeah. That's gross. Anyway, if you're enjoying this show, pick up some arcade radio swag over at teespring.com slash arcade radio. Or consider even supporting us on our Patreon campaign over at patreon.com slash arcade radio. There's multiple tiers starting at just three bucks a month. Any little bit helps if that's what the cost of running the show. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> Click the notification bell so you know when we're streaming live. I used to be like right there, but now it's like over there because I got moved to this show. So subscribe. <laughs> Wherever the thingy is to subscribe, would you please subscribe to the thingy? If you like what you're hearing, consider dropping a five-star review on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume our podcast, which is currently up to date, all the way up to Warren Davis. Yeah, and after tomorrow, it'll be Owen Rubin. Nice. I just have to make one little change with that show. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be on the air. What are you, you going to change? Oh, it's a secret. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's going to be it for the show. From the Arcade Radio team, we hope you had a blast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Same bat channel, same bat time. That's right. Where's the crash flight? I'll be the same. I'll be the same. Later, hosers. <sighs> this is my favorite part of the show. This is where we discotheque our way out. Believe it or not, I did not do the...
electronic, 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 electronic. electronic.